If I think back to before I was, this whole inner life thing was my entire world, you know, it's like, it's what I talk about, it's what people ask me about, it's what I write about, um, I think about it constantly. But it is important and I, I try and reverse back to original mind sometimes and think about what was my perception like prior to understanding any of these things. And it's really strange. And I, I think about like in a progressive way, like, okay, now then how did I think whenever I was this age? And how did I think whenever I was this age? And so on and so on. And if I stop and think about it, it's pretty interesting to get these flashes of what my perception was like in terms of how I saw the world and myself at each stage of my life and my understanding, let's say my insight. Um, but also it's interesting to consider like, and just really put myself back in the driver's seat of what my relationship was like to my own thoughts and emotions at each of those stages as well. And if I go back to the very beginning, well, not the very beginning, that would be me being born, after I came online as a stream of consciousness um, and became self-aware, you know, I think back to those times and there was no separation. It's so strange is that like there wasn't a distinction between my thoughts and my experience. It was just all smashed together. Like I really wasn't aware that I was even thinking. It's like I was just living in this movie that was like playing out. And I was just this actor in this theatrical production. I was just trying to navigate and like negotiate reality at all times. And I try and never forget that. I try and never forget what that was and what that felt like. Because at the time, the the best I think I would access knowing of inner dialogue and inner life in this way, inner awareness, would be trying to manufacture something clever. Whether I was trying to say something or come up with, like, write something or whatever, like getting the gun cocked in my brain with something clever was the most inward that I went. And I'd feel good about it. Almost like not good. I'd feel arrogant and like whatever about it. But other than that, I was just like dealing with stuff as it came and just in this constant state of just like reacting and reacting and reacting. And whenever I see people or, or I talk to people who, you know, are acting mindlessly and you know, you know it's crazy i've said this before but like that's <laughs> funny that's a funny qualifier i can start saying the opposite i've never said this before everyone ready brace yourself here it comes brand new verbal contents coming into the world um i think as a side note i think that repetition and ideas is actually a very good thing you know we have this because of the way that social media has um, shifted our understanding and the way that we communicate, 
There's this idea that like, you must always be creating new content. I, I don't think that's true at all. I think it's good to create new things, but it's good to repeat ideas because that gives them depth and resonance. And the more that you think and, and revisit the concept or an idea, the more you understand it and the deeper nuances you can get. There's a reason like, look at religious texts. Like people read that. It's not like, you know, come on, Buddha, you got to drop a new, <laughs> some, some new stuff here. Everyone's getting bored with the content that you put, that you put out, it's, you know, thousands of years old drop some new content buddha come on man you know you don't want to lose followers if you just keep repeating yourself no you read all the the dharma again and again and again it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper you know so anyway i think it's a good thing it's a weird part of our culture where it's like you always have to be creating new content um, but I think it's important to, to revisit ideas. So back to what I was saying, whenever I see people acting mindlessly, um, I really just trying to remember how I felt and how I was living. I was, you know, it's just like you're, it's strange. It's almost like you're possessed where you don't have any control really over what you're doing or saying. You're just acting out these repercussions of everything that's you know come previously in your life. So thinking back on those moments is really really important because whenever someone is being you know unfavorable, once you know and you have the insight and you understand what it means to live mindfully, it can be difficult to give those people a bit of grace and remember like, oh, right. Like, how could they not know this, right? This is so apparent. Being more self-aware, having more self-wisdom, thinking in a larger perspective and multiple perspectives. But it's good to remember like, hey, right, these, they just don't know. And it's a trip that, you know, as I said, most people don't ever develop those skills. They may become, become a little bit more self-aware, but they don't have the tools to like really get in there. It's kind of amazing, right? So once you begin to develop that, the real distinction becomes putting the space, you know, cultivating the space between that theatrical story and the reactionary living, the repercussions, the being the actor that's possessed in this play and being a person who is aware of not only their, you know, the equation of their awareness in the present moment, but also an awareness of the arising thoughts and emotions and impulses within themselves. And then to connect those two worlds, like the exterior world, of action and the internal world of you know 
material, of like thought material and emotional material. To connect those two things, you then connect them through perspective and understanding how what flows out of you in terms of thought or emotions, how it influences the action of reality. And it's interesting that not only do those things that flow out of us influence the action of reality, but it, you know, it influences us because we are a part of the action of reality. And by action of reality, I just mean the kind of existential landscape of being. And so through cultivating this and really just watching and beginning to pay attention. Like if you're listening to this, you have some insight because you wouldn't be here listening to this if you didn't, because it would just probably sound like white noise and you wouldn't be interested. And so since you have some insight, you have accomplished the, the hardest part of the whole journey. That's the thing that keeps people, most people, from ever achieving the level of awareness and insight that you have. Is the barrier from going from that original mind space that I was talking about, the having no awareness, the complete mindless, reactionary, possessed consciousness, to boom, having a bit of self-awareness, a bit of insight, that transition is the most difficult one. Everything after that is just deepening and expanding and creating detail and nuance and more space. So I'm going to assume that you're there and that's huge, that's huge. So from that place, you really just need to observe, right? So you observe and make, you know, you train through repetition. And you, what's crazy about it is you don't have to do anything. Like, this is not l learning to bench press 500 pounds. This is not working up to being able to, you know, swim across the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> this is not even you know, uh, like meditation. This is simply throughout the course of your experience in your day, simply gaining control over your focus and watching, noticing that your focus drifts. It's this flashlight that drifts all over the place gets shattered into a million pieces, is pulled at by all of the, you know, the things in our life that pulls at our, our attention, our focus. It's remembering again and again and again to take control and to reclaim control of your own mental focus. Stop letting yourself be controlled by all of the noise 
that's moving into your nervous system, all of the distractions around you, all of the noise of your own mind. And you can observe the strength of that focus for context by an act of, of reading or listening to this. If you can sit down and read for five minutes, as you're reading, notice what's happening. There is a laser beam of your mind attached to this page and it's scanning across this page. That is your mental focus. If you could sit in a chair or sit on your bed and stare at a doorknob in your room for one minute without breaking eye contact, you'll begin to see there is your focus. There is the strength of your focus. Now, whenever you're moving through you know, terrestrial existence and there are all the distractions in life, there's cars going all over the place, there's people texting you, there's other humans walking all around you, your focus gets weird and you get pulled away from yourself because there's so many distractions and you get overwhelmed. But in those moments, just remember staring at the doorknob, reading for a minute, boom, pull that laser beam back in. Remember and pull it back in. Reclaim your focus. And then you'll see that as you move through your environment, how whenever you are actively in control of your mental focus, how the entire world changes. because you're able to direct your attention and how you move through the world in a very different way. It's intentional. I had a friend tell me one time, a friend I used to have breakfast with a lot. He told me one time, he's like, man, it never gets old watching you pick up your fork or pick up your glass whenever you're eating. Because he's like, I just watch you have such intention with those moves that it's, he's like, most people are just like, they're focused completely elsewhere and they pick up a fork or whatever and it's messy and they just start eating and not paying attention. But he's like, I can tell that like you're, it's this, he's like, there's a, um, uh, a bit of a, a gravity to it that I enjoy watching. And what's cool is that that's his focus. Him watching me just be me in the world. It's like, well, there's him being present, observing something. It's recursive, which is beautiful. But it changes how you move, you know? And so then when you're in these relationships, when you're talking to people and you have these thoughts that arise, you have emotions and reactions that arise, you're able to use that same focus and bring that laser beam back into these moments to where you create the space between your thoughts and your emotions 
and your actions, and you're able to think clearly, you're able to act with intention, to just like you wouldn't be overwhelmed by the noise of the outside world, the street, you know, the cars, the other people, you're not overwhelmed by the noise of your mind or the discomfort of your emotions or the, just the, the intensity of your emotions. You're able to point your focus at these things that are arising in your mind and communicate with clarity and with intention in a way that you're able to take ownership of your life, but also how you show up in the lives of others.